From painting to photography, from beadwork to woodworking, KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University presents Artbeat. Artbeat highlights the work and accomplishments of local artists from in and around Winona. Support for Artbeat is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. You know, the story goes that, you know, one day he was on one of these typical sort of paddling up river and, and a storm came along and he pulled alongside the shore and was waiting out the storm and a farmer came down and chased him off the land. And he thought that, you know, nobody should be denied uh, the use of the river and uh, the river shoreline. And, uh, he sent his agent up there the next day to purchase his property and uh, that started him um, on this quest to buy this land for the public. That was an excerpt from the locally produced film John Latch, The Man and His River. Today on Artbeat we're talking about the film produced by Mary Farrell and written by Francis Edstrom, both from right here in Winona. The film made its original debut at the 2017 Frozen River Film Festival and is now being shown again as part of an online screening event from the festival. There will be a free online screening of the film this Saturday, July 25th at 7 p.m. Mary and Fran were kind enough to speak with us about the making of the film and to give us a little background on John Latch himself. I'm Bill Stoneberg. Stick around as we talk about John Latch, The Man and His River, with filmmaker Mary Farrell and screenwriter Francis Edstrom on Artbeat. I'm here with Mary Farrell and Francis Edstrom. Uh, they are Mary's the filmmaker, and Francis is the screenwriter behind the film John Latch, The Man in His River, which is uh, going to be a free online screening this coming Saturday uh, from 7 to 8.30. So uh, check that out. Uh, Mary and Francis, uh, how are you guys doing today? Good, considering yeah. COVID. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Kind of uh, different. It'd be nice to have the screening in person. And now, Mary, this film uh, actually debuted in 2017 at the Frozen River Film Festival. Um, why are we showing these films again? Is there a reason behind for Frozen River? Or Right. Well, yeah, the Frozen River Film Festival reached out to me and said they wanted to try this um, online event. And because they're off season now, you know, in the year in July. Mm -hmm. And so they wanted to do this new kind of event that would involve um, showing the John Latch film and having a QA and a um, with myself. Um, we were, uh, Fran wasn't able to be part of that Q&A. Um, but anyway, we did a Zoom Q&A, okay. myself and Frozen River staff, and along with Blake Darst, who is the... Um, uh, editor of the film and so this was an opportunity for them to for a couple of reasons to like I said to do something off season mm -hmm. and then to also kind of play around with the idea of of some online events um, because they're not sure how things are going to look for the festival you know in February of 2021 right so it's kind of you know kind of an experiment for them mm -hmm. and so uh, because I'm uh, here in Winona, it was just e easier to reach out to me uh, right. versus maybe some of the filmmakers that aren't as, as local. I think they are going to try to do some more of them, but um, they, they went with the low-hanging fruit. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, you know, most easy, right? You know, um, sure. and I love that they're starting with this one because I think 
um, like we had kind of talked before that uh, uh, this premiered at Frozen River the year before I started here, so I didn't get to see it yet, you know. Um, I was excited when you sent me the link. I, I viewed the film, and wow, some really cool stuff because – I love this area and living here and the river and just some beautiful shots and really good information. Um, you know, for listeners out there who may not have uh, seen this film before in 2017, um, can you guys kind of, you know, this is a question for either one, you know, Mary or Fran, um, who was John Latch and why, you know, why? Why should we, why is it important for everyone to know about this? Because it's a name we all know, you know. Right. Brent, I'm going to let you talk about that. You're, you've got some, you did a lot of the right, most of the writing. So all, all the writing. So why don't you go ahead and. Uh, John Latch is probably uh, the biggest benefactor uh, that Winona, the Winona area has, has ever seen. Uh, he uh, gave over 18,000 acres of, of, of wildlife, wild land, uh, to the people, and uh, in fact, uh, the city of Winona got over seven thousand of those acres. Uh, he also there's also land given to uh, Bluffside Park, to John Latch um, State Park, to Merrick State Park in Wisconsin, and to Trempolo. Uh, uh, Row uh, State Park there, and uh, he he thought that uh, land along the river and up in the in the bluffs should belong to everyone, and that everyone should have the opportunity to go on the river, uh, to be able to stop on a sandbar. Uh, to be able to climb the bluffs uh, and just enjoy the beauty and the natural resources of this area. And Fran, I think that's really interesting that you mentioned the public access aspect, you know, because like I said, we all know the name John Latch, you know, uh, we know Latch Island and some of the parks and things that he's donated land to. Um, I didn't realize how much, but one thing that struck me viewing the film was how it was very important to him to for the public to have access to these areas, you know. Um, and I just absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, wh- how did he acquire so much land to donate? You know, is is another thing that I kind of before we don't want to give away too much, even though the film's been out. But uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. we want to. Well, uh, John Latch uh, grew up in Winona. Uh, his dad started in Winona as a little grocery store owner, mm-hmm. um, built the grocery business into a big uh, concern. And then uh, when when John Latch, our John Latch, uh, came, you know, became old enough, he, uh, he noticed that there were opportunities beyond just a local grocery store. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he got his dad uh, involved in uh, wholesale grocers. And uh, eventually uh, they bought out their partner and they had originally had a partner and it was called Latch and Sons. And uh, it was, it was huge. I mean, they, they were 
they they were uh, providing groceries for a vast area, and uh, with the advent of the railroad uh, railroads coming uh, through Winona, there were five railroads at the time, and of course the westward expansion was happening, and you know everything was coming through Winona, mm-hmm. uh, and you know so uh, they took they took total advantage uh, of that. I mean they they were supplying as far as the Dakotas and uh, Iowa and Wisconsin and uh, Illinois, uh, just you know a huge huge area. It was a big business. Uh, they owned they built a seven story building in downtown Winona, which uh, unfortunately was raised in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know they filled the whole building with their with their their concern. And then they had to build another three story building uh, as an addition. <laughs> Uh, he, you know, they were they were multimillionaires, mm-hmm. and uh, John never married. Uh, his brothers and sisters uh, died young, all of them, and uh, they never married, and uh, so he had no heirs, and he just thought that this was a way of of uh, you know giving back to the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I find that so inspiring when someone um, finds success like that and then just shares it with the community around them, you know, and especially in this way with the um, access to these wild areas that are, you know, um, outdoor areas that we have available to us. Um, what inspired you guys to uh, create this film or how did it go down? Like, uh, Fran, did you write it first or did you guys no. work together? <laughs> Mary, you, you, you take okay. that one. Okay, sure. So, Bill, I um, actually was attending the Frozen River Film Festival. I attended attended all the festivals. Mm -hmm. And I think it was like in 20, um, maybe 14, something like that. I was at the festival and I was watching uh, a film about Aldo Leopold, who was uh, a conservationist. And it just struck me while I was watching the film that I thought, well, I wonder about a film about John Latch. Hmm. It just thought it just came naturally um, after watching the film, mm-hmm. and it kind of stayed with me. So I brought it up to the Frozen River Film Festival staff at the time, and and shared my idea with them, and um, I got you know a lot of support and encouragement, and so I decided. I was going to give that a try. I, my background is in photography, still mm-hmm. photography. It's not in film. Right. But anyway, I thought, well, I could, you know, put together a, I'll have to put together a, a team, um, a writer and a, a videographer, and and I would kind of do the um, editor, and I would oversee the project. So, um, and I and I had to pursue some grant money. So, I reached out to Fran and ask her if she would be interested, um, knowing that Fran um, has um, a love of local history, a great knowledge of local history, and has excellent writing skills. And so uh, when I brought it up to her, I mean, she immediately, if I remember right, Fran, 
you said yes right away. It wasn't even that you needed to think about it. It was just not something that really interested that, that topic of, because um, she had written for the, um, you know, she had, uh, was editor and and owned the Winona Post and had written a lot um, about local history and, and certainly about John Latch. Mm-hmm. So I knew she knew um, and, and had the talent and the expertise to do this. Right. So, and um, I like, I like research. <laughs> right. Actually, a former KQL person, mm-hmm. uh, Terry Tenseth Market. Ah, do you know Terry? Yes, I know Terry. Yep. Yeah. I had reached out to her okay. to do uh, videography. And so we got started with that, and then she got busy. And so she ended up leaving the project. And then I thought, well, I guess I could give it a try. Mm-hmm. So then I started doing the videography. And, you know, loved found out that I really love doing that. I do like being behind a camera. Uh-huh. So I started filming. And so I became, and then, um, which was a, one of the greatest moves in Winona history. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree. I would agree. Mary, you know, cause Mary's done another, uh, film as well and is working on probably five or six more in her head. <laughs> Ooh, cool. And, uh, and she's really good at it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful film. Yes, totally. Thank oh. you. Well, it was, um, and then I had all, as as far as the drone footage, there was a, I had, um, actually, Winona State grad had, was known for his drone footage. Oh. So I reached out to him, and he did the, the drone pieces. Nice. And um, so it was, a, it was an excellent team with, with Fran doing the writing, myself doing the filming, um, and then Blake Darst from Winona Creates, I reached out to him. And um, actually, this was a new thing for all of us. I mean, Fran hadn't, right, Fran, would I say that? No, I, yeah, I had never written uh, for the, you know, for video. But yeah, and I had never produced a film or, and done a documentary. And when I talked to Blake, who I know was a, uh, has done video editing, he had never done it either. So we were all really, uh, we had, we had our own expertise and talents, mm-hmm. um, but as far as it actually making a documentary film, that was all brand new for each of us. So I have to say I was very pleased yeah. um, with um, the whole team and then, of course, and, and the outcome. Um, it did, I, I will have to say, it did win the People's Choice Award oh, at the cool. Film Festival in 2017. Awesome. And it is a beautiful film, too. I love it. And I just, you know, well, it's a topic I have great interest in, but I think a lot of us around here do. Um, and it's so well, The wonderful. other thing I was going to say, uh-huh. too, was, I'm sorry, um, the music was by Mike Munson, oh, who right. is a local musician. Mm-hmm. So we reached out to him to do the, the score, and that was another great addition. Definitely. And it's so wonderful that it's all that it's so many local people coming together, right. even though they may not have uh, specific expertise in that area you know, related enough that you guys pull it off in such a wonderful way. I mean, I just, I, well, I, I think we rose to the challenge. I think you did for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Um, Fran, I know you, you uh, mentioned that you like research and stuff like that. Um, which good for us because then we get to see this wonderful film with all the cool info in it. Um, is there anything when you were looking and digging into this and digging into John Latch a little more, um, is there anything that surprised you or maybe a story of interest or anything about him? Uh, well, what's, what surprised me most was that there was so little written about him. Oh. Uh, and what was written 
a lot of it was just regurgitating what had been written before. And uh, so, you know, it it was hard to find anything new, and it was also difficult to check out the veracity of some of the claims that were made. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, we like to be correct. Right. And, um, but he... He left uh, no letters that that I could find or that the historical society here knows about. Wow! Um, I think we even put a little ad in the paper saying if anyone has you know any letters or information uh, you know about uh, John Latch, let us know. And we got no responses. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know the letters thing. I'm going to go off here on a tangent. Okay. It drives me crazy when I hear uh, my friends saying, oh, I was going through my letters, you know, between me and my husband, and I threw them all away. Ooh. I'm like, no, right. no, don't, don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you're not famous, uh, letters give historians an idea of what life was like, mm-hmm. what real, you know, life was like, other than, you know, in famous and rich people who get into the newspapers mm-hmm. um, or on television or whatever, or, you know, on, online. And uh, so don't throw away those, those old mm-hmm. letters. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're valuable. Anyway, that was a surprise that there were no letters. Um, I don't know if he wasn't a writer or if, you know, somebody just threw them out. And I, I imagine they threw them out. When they uh, dissolved the the business oh, sure. af- after his death, right? Uh, because he, you know, he he had no heirs, so no one was emotionally involved with, mm-hmm. you know, with this man. Right, right, and that that is interesting because that is often, like you said, that's a a window into what life was really like for historians, and and I think that's often how we find out things about uh, certain people, like John Latch and things, is you look at letters, right? You know, that exactly. Is surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, how, how did you go about, um, did you just look through records here? Um, I mean, I know there's a couple interviews with some people who had some contact with them. I mean, was it difficult to find information then because of lack of letters and things? Or It was. Uh, and we were, <laughs> we were really lucky to find you know, people who knew anything about them, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, first or second hand. Right. Um, you know, Mary interviewed... Um, Marion Cunningham, I think Marion at the time was like 99 years old or something. Right, mm-hmm. right. And, <laughs> well, we you have to find someone that old that could actually remember right. having, having met him or at least known him in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, but we found that, um, well, it's with Fran's research, in, um, that, that Winona Newspaper Project was extremely helpful. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that, that, uh, Project through Winona State, Winona yes. State. Mm-hmm. That was a huge help. Okay, cool. So this, those things help out. Those things help mm-hmm. out, for sure. Um, you know, we mentioned before how he donated so much land. I think it was 18,000 acres or something? Yes, um, yes. Yeah, that is a lot. Um, and we all know, you know, Latch Island. You know, we, we know the names like that, um, the park. Um, what are some popular spots that we all know about that we might not connect with him? Are there some things that might surprise people well he uh he bought land um uh, the land that um 
Westfield Golf Course is on. Oh. That that mm-hmm. used to be the Tri-County Fair uh, land right. way, 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 way back. And, uh, you know, they the, the they broke that up, and the, and the county, Winona County Fair moved to uh, St. Charles. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he bought that land because he knew it would be uh, valuable um, for public land. Gabrick Park? baseball oh uh, yeah i think i think that that was part of the package okay. uh but you know they're a little uh i think the west end wrecked land as well uh that used to be ball fields and so oh, where the aquatic center is. okay sure um those used to be ball fields he, he really liked it that kids could go out and play baseball mm-hmm. and uh, so he he would buy ball fields or mm-hmm. places that they could have ball fields and and um, Bluffside Park, I said, uh, you know, climbing hills was important to him. He loved to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just, and it, you know, um, Latch Island is is funny. He did not want it named Latch Island, okay. but uh, you know, the city fathers insisted. So um, he said, okay, then name it after my father. <laughs> and so it's not really named after. Our John Latch, right? Interesting. And it wasn't it wasn't uh, one of his gifts, actually. No, people think it's that he gave that, but that really was um, city. The city bought that on their own. Was that right, Lucren? Well, he he had some money in it, uh, and and of course he built the bathhouse that used to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, Andy, well, and but the way he got that land. Was he? It was owned by uh, the, I think Chicago and Northwestern yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Railroad, mm-hmm. and uh, so the city had had been writing letters and oh, you know, please sell that land to us. We'd like to have it. And um, John Latch said, "Well, heck, you know, um, I'll just go see the guy." <laughs> and so <laughs> the fella, you know, right. and so he 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 just went down to Chicago and. And uh, walked right in and had a heart-to-heart with the president of the Chicago Northwestern Railroad and and uh, secured the land because the railroad really didn't need it at right, all. Right. And uh, they just were holding on to it, you know. And uh, so he got that's the way he got that. Wow. And um, the the beach was on the other side of the island. It was on the the side where the uh, boathouses are okay mm-hmm. on the slew uh, of the slew side, side of, yeah. of the uh, and uh, there was a, he built a bathhouse there and and then that the slew silted in so he paid for them to move the bathhouse over to the rip the current of uh, the main channel, main, channel. Main, main channel yeah right and uh and of course that was torn down i think in the 60s or 70s you okay. know they they tore everything down in the 70s they yeah just, yeah, trying to get rid of everything. Too bad. Oh, what a, And I love that you mentioned the ball fields too, because I thought that was interesting in the film too. That uh, he was not only generous in, in donating land so that people could enjoy it, um, but it sounds like he was very generous with like school children around Christmas time and um, uh, less fortunate. You know, he would donate groceries and uh, help with firewood, things like that. I mean, just sounds like an all-round good guy. You know. Um, what what do you think uh, is kind of the most important? Like, what's the message that we're kind of uh, sending to people here with this film? You think? 
Mary? Yeah, I'm working on that. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I mean, I think one of the main reasons um, I did the film really was as a tribute to John mm-hmm. Lynch. Okay. Because he was so, so good and... Um, and wise, mm-hmm. and um, I just, you know, and really generous. Right. You know, I just think um, he loved Winona um, so much, and you know, he, he was mayor for a while, so he wanted he was engaged in the community. He publicly served. It just seemed like he felt that as a citizen of this community, that it was his responsibility to um to look out for one another um take care of one another mm-hmm. um and obviously his financial resources were were abundant and he was just not a selfish person right, right. <laughs> he didn't like you know just keep it keep it for himself you know because he lived a very simple lifestyle mm-hmm. you know and he, he, he never he never owned a car oh, he, wow. he walked to work uh he ate sparingly. He was, you know, very healthy. Um, he he didn't have any vices, mm-hmm. and uh, he was just a all around really wonderful guy. Right. And 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 you know, and it wasn't enough for him to to you know have a business and and. Uh, uh, live his his day to day life. You know, he wanted to share his wealth, mm-hmm. his all, all his talents, his wealth. You know, everything. Right, right. And I think that that generosity that he had and uh, and love for the community. I th- I think those are are really good things for us to celebrate and uh, kind of spread. Hopefully, you know. Well, you know, Winona is, has historically and even today, very much so today is a very lucky community mm-hmm. you know we have really successful um, businesses run by local people and uh, they are extremely generous mm-hmm. with uh, with the community and uh, you know they're in, kind of in the John Latch uh, category and that's that's so uh Oh, it just makes you feel good, you know, thinking about that stuff. Because I think you're right; we are very lucky in this town, you know. Um, and I think it it's a, a testament, I think, to the community itself and to the area. You know, I think the area draws in people that um, appreciate it so much, and we want to share it. You know, so um, and I'm so glad that you guys have shared this story. You know, um, I love it, and I can't wait to share it with more people. Um, are there is the film available to uh, view? I mean, so the screening is this coming Saturday, uh, July twenty fifth at seven p.m. Um, so we can stream it there. There will be more information on Facebook if anyone wants to uh, look up that event, and you'll find more information on where to stream it and how. Um, are there other places that the film can be viewed, like after the stream after the screening? That is being uh, that is being worked on. Okay. Um, I mean. Right now, really, it's you know available on DVD. Mm-hmm. You know, it's for purchase at the Historical Society. Okay. And then, um, you know, there's a couple copies at the Winona Public Library. So we haven't gone online yet, but it is, it is, it will be, it will be. Hey, Mary, maybe we should do pay per view. 
There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I like that it's available for purchase at the Hist- uh, Historical Society as well, because yeah. I was going to ask about that. I would love a copy, so I'm going to uh, go down there um, oh, okay. when we can. So they're also including Mike Munson in this event. Oh, for he the Q&A? Is, he is, yes. He, cool. The, the event will be accompanied by music by, by him that he is going to oh, uh, create. Awesome. Yes, so he'll that'll be a part of the project too. For the event was uh, uh, music that he's done specifically for okay. the fantastic event. Since then, Brian and I have worked on two more films. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we did the um, the um, Anne Pulaski story, Storyteller to the World. Oh yeah. Which was in 20... 2018. Right. Yeah. And then we just showed one at Frozen River this year on the restoration of the Masonic Theater. Yes. Drops. The drops. Um, so we've been working as a team now for the last three, these three films. Excellent. Is there uh, uh, anything in the works between you two that we might see um, at the next festival? Um, well, unfortunately, I, the, the plan was, you know, this was going to be the year of the Kashubian. Hmm. Uh, which is was a, a year-long event to celebrate our Polish heritage, oh. and um, so I had um, planned to filming of all these events here in Winona, mm-hmm. and then I was going to be on the delegation to Poland in May. Oh wow! Uh, to to uh, visit our sister city, Bita, Poland. Mm-hmm. Anyway, everything got canceled. Right. But one thing we one one interview we were able to do that Fran and I did together was the interview with uh, Father Paul Brisa, who's the founder of the Polish Museum. Oh. But right now everything's just totally on hold. Kind of on hold, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Well, we will look for more stuff from you two in the future. Uh, you make a great team. I have to say that. Maybe we should do one on on COVID in Winona. You could do that. Well, Fran, I will tell you, I have been doing some some of that, just kind of of randomly talking you know filming some stories some storytelling yeah fantastic yeah it's just the the challenge is you know um social distance and mask wear and all that so it's kind of having to um, take all that into account right Well, we will look for more, you know. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Uh, is there like a, a website or anything like that that might have more information about the film itself? Or um, should we just go to the, the Facebook page <laughs> and the History Center? I would and... go. Just go to, go, go to Frozen River Facebook. Frozen River. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, again, I've been uh, speaking with Mary Farrell and Francis Edstrom. Uh, they were the uh, team, the filmmaking writing team behind the film John Latch, The Man in His River, and several other films here in town, uh, including the uh, film about the Masonic Drop restoration. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay. okay. Bye-bye. 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 Thanks again to Mary Farrell and Francis Edstrom for joining us today on Artbeat. To find out how you can stream the film John Latch, The Man in His River, go to frff.org or search Frozen River Film Festival on Facebook. For more conversations on art, tune into Artbeat, Tuesdays at 12.30, right here on 89.5 KQAL. I'm Bill Stoneberg, and we've just heard from local filmmaker Mary Farrell and local screenwriter Francis Edstrom. Now, we'd like to leave you with another excerpt from the film John Latch, The Man in His River. Thanks for listening to Artbeat. Uh. 
You know, so much of this land around here that we enjoy today for recreational purposes is a, a result of gifts that this one person made to the city of Winona. Artbeat is written and produced by KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University. Visit us on the web at kqal.org. Is art an important part of your life? Tune into Artbeat Tuesdays at 12:30 right here on 89.5 KQAL. Artbeat is made possible by a grant from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.